this week, IMDB didn't have a quote for me to cannibalize for the intro, so we watched Triple Threat. This is Body Counts of Beer! Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. And I am one-third of a threat, Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And this week, take that one-third threat, make that into one whole threat by adding two-thirds threats, and then multiply that one threat by three threats. Three threats. And you get... Triple threat. Yeah. That's right. This week, we're discussing the Tony Jaw... Hold on, hold on. I'm still working out this arithmetic. Yeah, seems good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's right. We're watching the Tony Ja, Iko Yue, Scott Atkins, Michael Jai White, Tiger Chen, straight to streaming uh, action stravaganza, triple threat. Woo! Yeah. Uh, it was a last minute decision. It worked out great. <laughs> and we didn't have to watch Anaconda. We sure didn't. My Anaconda don't want none unless you got uh, Tiger Chen, huh? Tell me anything about your Anaconda ever again. My I anaconda. I can't make that no, promise. no, no anaconda. If it comes no. up naturally during conversation, <laughs> my anaconda ate John Voight <laughs> and then spit him out, and John Voight winked at me. Oh, it was weird. Oh, creepy. Anywho, Ugh. Triple Threat begins, like all movies do, with the beginning of Predator. Yeah. <laughs> Get yourself some guys wandering through some jungle with shitloads of guns looking for something. Uh, we do get a pretty sweet pre-credit sequence of news about an heiress landing down at an international airport. Smash cut to the jungle. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, a big crazy river out in, um, they're in Thailand at the beginning? I think Burma. Burma? Yeah. Okay, so they're in they're in Burma, Thailand, they're in somewhere, and uh, the movie never tells us where they're, they they're are. They're at a real 310 to Burma. Yep. yep. The coward shot Liberty Burna. The Burna? <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I'm, I'm searching for, for Burma. A few Burmas more? <laughs> That's true. The good, the bad, and the Burma. A fistful of Burmas? <laughs> Ooh. No, no, didn't like that one. Why would you? <laughs> uh, so anyways, uh, yeah, we get a brief little news thing uh, about an heiress who's going to use her considerable wealth to stop a criminal gang of some kind from doing some kind of... Yeah, of doing some kind of crimes. They keep referring to it as a donation, so my only thing, like, the only thing that I figure is that she's gonna, like, just give them a bunch of money. I think she's, like, donating it to the government to, like, crack down. Those are taxes. You have to pay those anyway. Yeah, but she's donating them. And yeah, oh, and it's, you know that thing I on the tax it. form that says, "Do you want to just throw some extra money at the government?" And we in America are always like, "Oh fuck no!" This well, lady, she's filling out that part of the form. It's always like, "Do you want to add one dollar to the electoral college?" Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, "No, I want to add one million dollars to stop crime!" Exclamation point. Right. And you know what? The ref said, "There's nothing in the rule book yeah. that says you can't do that." So I guess we're stopping crime. They're on the case. Yep. Uh, so then we cut to the jungle, and a crack team of uh, of mercs are... They welcome us yeah. to the jungle. <laughs> yeah. They do have fun and games. 
They go looking around for some village, and when we find it, we get an eerie, eerie, this is about to get a village explosion, like Predator style. But, like, we, so it's, it's, uh, the Chiron comes up on the screen to let us know that it's an MI6 black site. Yes. Which only deepens the confusion, uh, as are what has been presented so far as Band of Heroes start mercilessly stabbing unarmed people to death with the music that's just, like, Triumph, yeah, we're doing real good work. Yeah, it's well, very it's, much. It's, it's like, like the beginning amb- of Predator. Yeah, it's a very ambiguous open. We we have these guys killing these people in this village. The music sounds great, so we assume we're rooting for these guys. And they are killing the shit out of these guys. There's lots of guns. Oh there, yeah. There's one lady on the team with a grenade with launcher. A grenade launcher who fires it only at point blank range. She doesn't yeah. like to miss. No, she really doesn't. Uh, mean, uh, meanwhile, uh, one of the the women in the village gets murdered uh, by this these this band of heroes, and her <laughs> husband, uh, who is played by uh, Iko Ue from The Raid, you know The Raid, yeah, yeah the guy The what, Raid from The Raid, the guy what is The Raid? Uh, he gets very upset, and he decides to go out and uh, fight back against the band of heroes, and he uh, comes using only his kicks, yeah, and he comes into right. contact with Tony Ja of of Ong Bak fame. Warrior. Yeah. 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 Uh, so then the raid and Ong Bak have a sweet little fight. Uh, and kick him up. Yeah. yeah. It and only gets interrupted by grenade launcher lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Although, yeah. you know, well-placed shot. She's She is a surgeon with that grenade launcher. Yeah. You'd have to be from four feet away. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were saying during the movie, I think that she started out using real small grenades, just like on and around herself, like uh, Cleopatra with the snake poison, and she just got immune to it. Yeah. Sure. But that didn't work. Didn't she end up dying from snake poison? Uh, no, it was the splash damage. Oh, you're right. I'm yeah, sorry. That's true. She got to Dracula, and she had the level four holy water, so she was like, oh, sweet, I'm just going to stunlock this asshole, but she forgot she had friendly fire turned on. Oh, yeah. bummer. Right? She shouldn't listen to all those villagers who lied to her. True that's facts. true. True Very facts. true. Nah. Uh, although, I <laughs> what? Nope. Can't think of a single bullshit line from Simon's Quest. That game is bullshit. Yeah. It really is. It's the most bullshit game because the first Castlevania is pretty straightforward. It's, you, it could not be more straightforward. You are on a linear path through Dracula's castle. Yeah. It helps shit up. all side-scroller, so I mean, that's yeah. useful. Well, Simon's Quest is also path, yeah. a side-scroller, mm-hmm. but it's like a non-linear, broken adventure game where literally all of your hints are characters telling you absolutely the wrong thing. They're like, lying to you. walk into the blue spikes, it's fine. And oh. then you do and you die immediately. Oh, God. And the thing is, when the game was originally made, when it was made, originally there was supposed to be a way to like tell if people were necessarily lying to you. But that yeah, there part was, like was a, left like a, out of the game. <laughs> yeah. And so the, then you like walk up to like, you know, you go into like a new village and you walk into like a room and then there's like the guy with a little potion thing on his door yeah. and he's like, hey, if you go into the graveyard at night, you can yeah. find a great weapon. If you throw some garlic at a tombstone, you'll get a blue gem. And, and then you go dead. and then you go out there and what happens is you just get eaten by zombies. Go shit. And then you go back to that guy and he's like, I told you to throw the garlic at the thing. Did you do that? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I got eaten. <laughs> oh, uh, sir, I am very, very dissatisfied with your free advice. <laughs> I would like to lodge a formal complaint. What is rad about that game, though, is that the closer you get to, like, the ruins of Dracula's castle, the more, like, decrepit the towns become. That's true. Br- like, there is some cool storytelling in that. It's just obfuscated by just terrible, broken systems upon systems. You can't beat the game without, like, a game genie. Ooh, Correct. Tough. 
But I will say this. Back in the day, Game Genie the hell out of that game. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, dude. The, the final fight against Dracula is really awesome. Yeah. Nice. What sucks, though, is that they also fucked up the programming when they ported it over to the American NES. So there's, like, four different endings, like a good ending, a great ending, a bad ending, and a, like, fucked up, super bad ending. But they messed up the coding for it, so if you do the game perfectly and get to Dracula super fast, you get the worst ending by mistake. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Which is just like, come on! Anyway, that's our our tight 20 on Dracula (laughs) Castlevania games. Or as they're known in Japan, Akumajo Dracula. Oh, nice. Ooh, right? I just learned something. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, after the raid and Ong Bak get separated by what grenades and whatnot, uh, we meet up with the rest of the crew, which includes uh, Michael J. White of Black Dynamite fame. Uh, and you they may are, know him as Spawn. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they're there uh, at this black site. They just kill a bunch of guys indiscriminately. Uh, they make it to, like, the the chief tent, like, the... The, the, the boss tent. The, the boss tent, yeah. yeah. They find the British guy running the black site. And he's, like, frantically running around trying to burn documentation, which is yeah. like, oh, this is a black site. This is clearly illegal. Again, like, we're on the side of the good guys. This is great. Yeah. These are the heroes. Yeah, yeah. It's a band of heroes. No, yeah. this is exactly Predator. That's the whole setup because yeah. you've got guys going into shithole village full of Europeans that aren't supposed to be d- there doing stuff they're not supposed to do, and we're about to break out looking for the papers, just like Carl Winslow would have. Carl Weathers. <laughs> it very much I was do not like the your... patriarch from Family Matters. Oh, but it so should have been. I do like your mashup, though. That's real yeah. good. Predator Matters. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see the Predator and Urkel go at it. Because, you know, Urkel, like, instead of, like, setting up all the traps like Arnold did, would have just built, like, uh, like an, like an, an army. He would have built a robot. Yeah, but an like army of Urkel bots. Show, yeah. Or he would have built himself one of those, like, transmogrify machines and turned him into Stefan Urkel, who, aside from being the cool version of Urkel, I was gonna say, probably what is, deadly. What does yeah. the suave Predator look like? Oh, shit. You know? Like oh, a Predator. Man. Yeah. 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 There's also a Family Matters episode where it turns out that Urkel's very good at karate, and it has something to do with another computer or something thing he did where he absorbs Bruce Lee powers or yeah. something. Yeah, well, shit, Urkel's it was got the, the Matrix. Matrix. Yeah, definitely. God yeah. damn. Urkel was... He just got Cypher to load up some kung fu training. Urkel prefer- was straight up a superhero <laughs> by, at, the, by the end of that. I prefer to believe, though, that like Predator rolls on Urkel, Urkel steps off to the left, knocks into something that knocks into something that knocks into something, house falls on Predator. Sure. Oh. Then you and get then a little he, bit of the old, uh, did I do that? Yep. Oh, His famous yeah. line. Mm. So uh, I'll tell you the one thing that Michael Jai White did that he uh, he lets loose a terrible terrorist threat, and it turns out oh, it's a man in the iron mask. Yeah, it really is. And it turns out that man in the iron mask is Scott Atkins of that one scene in Doctor Strange. Fame. Yeah, that one scene. Uh, and he turns out to be. A, their boss, and B, wearing the worst wig in movie history. Yeah, he looks a great deal like uh, like one of the people in the prison that Kevin Costner breaks out of in the beginning of Prince of Thieves. Sure, he also had like a like a uh, uh, a um, like uh, Jesus in that Mel Gibson Jesus movie kind of vibe. Yeah, sure, mm, sure. yeah. I can't remember it. I refuse to remember any more details about that movie. Uh, he's played by Jim Caviezel. And he was struck by Who lightning is? twice during the course of the film. I want Jesus you to know that to Brad. this day, I still can't tell the difference between Jim Caviezel and Henry Cavill. 
One of them has a CGI lip, and the other one I'm just learning got struck by lightning twice. He that, did though. He that's really a good. Did that's a good mnemonic device twice. to keep those two separate. Yeah, that's fair. All right, CGI lip. Ooh, did lightning. it give him superpowers? Like he's able to shoot lightning out of his fingertips, like Emperor Shi. No, I Palpatine? think he got like weird and sad, like powder. Oh no! Yeah, I was gonna say he can he can talk to his dad through a radio. Man, that's ooh, cool. yeah, that's a good one yeah. too. Because he's in that movie Frequency. Guys, why can't we all get struck by lightning? D- am I remembering the plot of Phenomenon correctly, where a brain tumor gave uh, John, John Travolta, Travolta superpowers? superpowers yes. Yeah, he learns Portuguese overnight, yeah. and he heals... He can levitate things in that movie, Yes, right? he has telekinetics. Yeah. Okay. He has telekinetic and he, powers. He also... Is, is that the movie where, like, someone... Sh- sh- oh, that's powder. Where someone shoots the deer. Yeah, and, and then, then powder, powder touches the deer, and then touches the hunter, and the hunter can feel his pain. Yeah, he, like, yeah. Emp- like empaths. Yeah, that's powder. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. John Travolta can learn stuff super fast and totally gets telekinetic. Can we just call it powder and fat powder? I think that's going to be a lot easier (laughs) to keep them separate. Oh, guys. I think that is, when I do my fucking Cyberpunk 2020 campaign, we're definitely going to take out a lab of fat powder. Mm. (laughs) It's Mm. the coolest cocaine-like rat name ever. Yeah, it's cocaine and butter. All the Silicon Valley people are... (laughs) They're microdosing yeah. on it so that they can crush that code. The tech bros are all over it. Dude, you got any fun? You got that fat powder? Mm, need some of that fat powder. Gotta put it in my coffee. Oh, guys, it's dangerously close to uh, cocaine and Soylent. Ooh. Oh, what's that? Soylent is that uh, that powder that you mix into a drink and then you don't have to eat, and it's also oh. named after that science fiction movie where the food is people. Yeah, right, right. Is. They make Soylent like drink, already yeah. made yeah, drink. Yeah, already made that. drink. It's yeah. like a slim fast, except it doesn't slim, and but it you isn't can get that a, fast. You can get a thing of powder. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you can do your own. Got it. Correct. Yeah, if is you, it people? Definitely. We'll never tell. It always turns out to be people. I hope so. I mean, it's like, hey, government, I got this cool weapon system that we can install on all of our computers. I call it Skynet. Get it? Like that computer system that killed everyone in that movie? Cool. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's go for it. 40. This sounds great. You're really disrupting um, missile tech, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Mm, I love when missile tech gets di- disrupted. Uh, so, uh, Scott Atkins now the leader Collins of this, uh, band of heroes who are not heroes. It turns out they're the bad guys. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, time out. Can we spend maybe more than five minutes coming up with the bad guy name for this movie? Nice, nah, Collins. Yeah. Done. Okay. Collins, Devro, and other people. <laughs> and other people. Yeah, because other white guy doesn't get a name, and I don't think Asian lady gets a name. She does have a name. It's Mook. Oh, not, ooh. Not, yeah. You sure that's not the white guy with the glasses? No, that's he's oh, a yeah, that guy, white guy. He's got like French or something. He's supposed to be. Yeah, I, I, I think that. Accent. I think that's Michael Bisping. No, Michael Bisping is. Uh, he's the Aussie that lives to the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're telling me there's an Australian in this movie? They're like eight. I have no recollection of a surviving Australian in the runtime of this film. Oh, they, he doesn't survive. Here's thing about this movie is that it's a very straightforward premise but it is the story is executed so poorly that you keep thinking they're setting up twists but they just no it's just bad exposition and poor filmmaking yeah Yeah. but that's okay because all the fighting and shooting is really good and that's the thing like just give me the fighting and shooting don't keep making me think that these people are having some like intricate web of betrayals and double crosses when really 
none of that is ever happening. Yeah, you had a guy, you had the raid from the raid in this movie. Yeah. You'd have thought at some point the raid would have been like, guys, I was in the raid, we should just do the raid. Yeah, yeah. just pare it down. But with three raids, Yeah, right? you definitely get at least two characters that you really only see from behind talking on phones and they never really do anything except one gets arrested at the except end. Except they're the main bad guys. <laughs> but they're the main bad guys, yeah. It's definitely yeah. A, a like a Charlie's Angels situation. <laughs> yeah, they're both, uh, they're both Charlies. Yeah. Total Charlies. Uh, not Bosley's. No. Bosley, you see. Yeah. And then he's really mean to Lucy Liu. Is yeah. he Bernie Mac? Uh, in the second one, the first one, he's Bill Murray. But then he was Jesus. very. But then he was very mean to Lucy Liu, so he was not invited back. Yeah. <laughs> I a hundred percent forgot that that first movie had Bill Murray. Uh huh. Yeah. And Crispin Glover. That's. I refuse to believe that. That cannot have happened. He's like the main bad guy henchman. Really? He's yeah. called the Thin Man or something in Man, it. Man, not since Werner Herzog in that Jack Reacher movie <laughs> has been a more mismatched casting. Uh, it's good stuff, though. Yeah, it's fun. So anyways, <laughs> uh, uh, they blow. They take Collins, they blow the joint up, and they leave. That They blow that pop stand, and they leave <laughs> They leave the raid behind, and he's real mad. So he buries everybody, everybody in the town. He buries an entire village. You uh, know what? While it takes bleeding, a village. While bleeding out his arm from a bullet wound. Yeah, and then he uh, goes into town, and he pays somebody to show him to where the secret underground fighting tournament is. Yeah. And he goes there, and he sees... Tiger Chen and Tony Ja, two of the guys that he was fighting with earlier, and he's like, I want in on this fight yeah, now. He doesn't seem to understand how underground fight betting works, and he's like, I'll pay you to get in that ring and start fighting. And no, buddy, you get paid to go in that ring and start fighting. Yeah, because you got it all backwards. Because Tony Ja fights first, and he uh he whoops up on some guy. And just and let's classic Tony Jaw. It's all knees and elbows Good and stuff. jumping knees and leaping elbows. Yeah. There's lots of uh, parrying kicks with other kicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good uh, stuff. And, and then he wins his fight. Uh, and then Tiger Chen goes in, and he's going to fight the Raid. And then they have a really sweet fight. Tiger Chen actually beats the Raid. Definitely. Then they recognize him as the guy that they beat up at the the village, and they take him home to yeah, their house. Yeah, they decide, you know yeah. what, really, we really owe this guy a meal. And then we're all like, what in the ever-loving fuck? But then the Raid wakes up, and we find out that Tiger Chen and Tony Ja had been hoodwinked. Yes, they were just local like trackers who they thought they were being hired for a humanitarian mission to go rescue prisoners. But instead, which is pretty true so far. Yes, pretty true. Until they got there, and it turned out the prisoner they were rescuing was a terrifying monster named Collins. And none of the other prisoners were being rescued. In fact, Tony Jaa and Tiger Chin got thrown into the same pit as the other prisoners when they blew the place up. Yes, and then they uh, set a timer for five minutes. Luckily, Tiger Chen and Tony Jaa were able to fight their way out and save everybody, uh, and then they uh, escaped just narrowly missing the explosion. And they explain all this to the raid, and the raid's like, oh, okay, cool, we're friends now. Let's get shitty. And so they start drinking. (laughs) Yeah, not just friends, the best of friends. Yeah, yeah. Got ourselves a burgeoning triple threat here. Yeah, they. Uh, Tony Job makes them some some rice, and they got some. Uh, the the the. This looks like they're drinking whiskey or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, looks like whiskey. Yeah. Uh, so they get fucked up and shitty. Yeah. The next day, t- uh, Tony Job and Tiger Chen wake up, and they got. Massive hangovers, right. and, and the, the rain, rain is, is gone, gone. But the cops are here, 
and they realize, oh no, the raid turned on us. So they get taken straight to police. Yeah. Correct. For illegal underground gambling and fighting. Uh, then they get taken to the police. Meanwhile, a uh, wealthy heiress lady uh, is doing a live uh, interview. interview. Like yeah. down with, the street. Yeah, yeah. with <laughs> uh, the Dime Store version of Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, it was the closest you could... Like, they clearly picked up a catalog of celebrity impersonators, found Forrest Whitaker, called that guy, and he was like, I'm not available, but my younger brother, who kind of looks like him, is? (laughs) And then that guy interviews this heiress. Yes. Yeah, and he seems to only ask... He only has time for one question, uh, which is, so you were born super wealthy. You don't have to work. Why do you? Yeah. Which is like, I was trying to make the world a better place. Cool, I think what we got here, we're done. And so she rolls out of the hotel only to be assaulted by Scott Atkins and the whole crew. Yeah, the band of heroes shows up and further proves they are not heroes. They are not heroes at all. We know now by their black Hyundais. And black masks. Heroes only drive red Hyundais. Correct. Occasionally white Hyundais. Oh, yeah, but that's like formal dress. Correct. Yeah, that's when you're going to hero prom. prom. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But the villains here, black Hyundai, black Hyundai minivans, and they've yeah. got black Casey Jones hockey hockey masks. Yeah, and they start just shooting literally everybody. everybody. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, thankfully, uh, the wealthy heiress's uh, personal bodyguard is able to uh, get her under cover and send her running for the police station while she tries to fight off the bad guys. There's by a herself. great kill where a confused driver gets out of the limousine and gets immediately gunned down. <laughs> yeah. A hail of gunfire. right into the gunfire. It's like that scene in Desperado where, like, nah, limo driver got it worse than everyone. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because the shooting's been going on for a solid two minutes. Yeah. And then this guy gets out to the, like, what is all the commotion? <laughs> My neck! Yeah. I like to think that he was in there the whole time, like, watching it happen in all the mirrors, and then he finally works up the Courage is like, no, no, not on my watch. I'm going to get out there and put this. Oh, I'm full of holes. No, no, man. He was just listening to that last little bit of fresh air, having that driveway moment before he got (laughs) out and got into the fight. It's like, I really got to know who they're going to have on uh, fucking behind the... I can't think of another NPR show. Tiny Desk Concert. Yeah, Tiny Desk Concert. Uh, No, he he was riveted by that last performance in The Moth, and then he was like, all right, (laughs) now I got to deal with all these gunshots. I mean, look, once you know Bill Curtis did, starts doing his narration from Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, you gotta listen to the Oh, rest. yeah, you gotta stay in it. I mean, it's who's true. gonna win? Paula Poundstone is on this week. Fuck right, man. Oh, oh, guys, guys, what's the prize now that uh, Carl Castle is no longer with us? Bill Crystal does your thing, doesn't he? I don't listen to it. Oh, fuck it. I'd love to have Bill Crystal do my thing. That does sound pretty good. Whatever that means. Anyway, this driver's like, I've considered all the songs. I'm good. And then he's <laughs> peppered with bullets. <laughs> Uh, and he does not. Yeah, yeah, he's he's dead. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the the baddies chase after the lady. Uh, she runs into uh, uh, one of the bad guys who is wearing a bulletproof vest, covered in shotgun shells, holding a shotgun. He comes across two police officers 
and immediately throws his shotgun at one of the police officers. Sure, but he throws it like a spear. Yeah, yeah. and he, he doesn't drops like the dude. It. Yeah, yeah. Well, that shotgun hits that cop, and that cop falls down. And then he pulls out two big curvy <laughs> knives yeah, and just starts hacking heads. people up. Yeah, but then, but then bodyguard lady peppers him with bullets. Yeah, and then he dies. And he yeah. yells in, I think Chinese, son or, of a bitch, Russian or something. Yeah. It's a subtitled language that I did yeah. not recognize, yeah. but yeah, that's how I want to go down, you guys. Yep. Yeah, and he was awesome and bald and had a wicked beard. Yeah, but I miss that guy. Right? Peppered with bullets. Oh, Going out Ooh, yelling swears. Yeah. So uh, she makes it to the police station. Uh, they're in Malaysia at this point. She, none of them speak English at the police station. Uh, she can speak either English or Chinese, and the desk sergeant doesn't speak either of those. But hey, we got a Tiger Chin locked up and holding. Yeah. He definitely speaks Chinese. Get that Chinese guy to tell us yeah. what this lady's saying. Meanwhile, they take Tony Jod down in the basement to interrogate him about oh their my God. About their illegal uh, fight. My favorite stock character ever of just an old grumpy detective oh. is interrogating him. Of yeah. just like. Illegal fighting, illegal gambling. Are you asking me or telling me? And then smacks him in the back of the head. <laughs> I love it. He had it coming. Like, I don't have time for this. No. I'm an old detective. I believe his words are, you are nothing but a pussy to me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good guy. Oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, meanwhile, the uh, the Bando villains shows up. And hits the police station. And, the police and just station. starts rocking cops. Yeah, they get a phone call from a mysterious man smoking a cigar. Who we will never meet. That the two people that took them to the village are now in the police station. So right. they're like, well, we got to tie up this loose end. Forget killing Eris, which is a uh, spoiler for Final Fantasy VII, you guys. At the end of disc one, Sephiroth kills Eris. Um, but let's forget about that job that we're getting paid to do. That was a dynamite Final Fantasy VII drop, you guys. Yeah, I, I worked real hard to get there, and I was proud when we did. Great work. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they unprofessionally, un, the opposite of Leon the Professional, uh, they stop smooching a 14-year-old. Woo! Yep. Yeah, that's a gross movie. Go back and watch it. It's super gross. I don't want <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Uh, Jesus Christ. So they stop attacking the heiress long enough to go to the police station to tie up the loose end from their last mission. Right. Right. So they start rocking the police off, the police office. They're just... And Sharia don't like it. No, no, no. They are fucking just wasting cops. Uh, the lady with the grenade launcher, again, just blowing dudes up at point blank range. Yeah, man. Having a blast. A literal blast. <laughs> Pun intended. Uh, meanwhile, Tiger Chen uh, is able to escape, and he takes the heiress, and he's gonna help her get out. And then, like, they run into uh, then like the raid, or no? Then Tony John gets ja out and meets up with him, and then the raid up. shows yeah. up, and he's like, "All right, look, I, know I, I called got the you cops on. Yeah, the raid called the cops on them so that they would get arrested, so that he could like lure out." Collins. Collins. Yeah, the he's, group. Yeah. he's used them as bait. And he's like, okay, we're all friends again. Yeah. And he's like, all right, and Tony you guys. John's like, that's your funeral, asshole. And then they run. And then they run. But then the raid stays behind to, like, fight guys. Yeah. Does he, does he fight Glasses Man? Yeah. He fights Glasses Man, yeah. 
And cool. he beats Glasses Man. Who hits Glasses Man with a computer monitor? Uh, that's Tony Jaa. Ja. It yeah. starts with Tony Jaa yeah. fighting Glasses Man, and then the raid shows up and uh, finishes Glasses Yeah, because the, then the raid gets there, and then Glasses kicks Tony Jaa in the chest, and as Tony Jaa is flying back, the raid comes in and kicks Glasses in the chest yeah. uh, and knocks him down, and then they fucking... Do the the a the lot of and, lot of lot of chopping, a lot yeah. of chopping and blocking. And is it at this point that Glasses puts on his brass knuckles and starts punching through walls? Oh yeah, walls? that's that whole fight. Yeah. yeah. Then his yeah. brass knuckles take out little switchblades. Yeah. Yes. His brass knuckles have a little hook knife. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Uh, after he beats Glasses, he uh, he runs into a grenade launcher lady, and they have a little fight. He ends up with her grenade launcher and has her at point blank. She's like, "Oh yeah," and pulls out her pistol. He's like. Please don't. I don't want to hurt you. And then she's like, whatever. And then he's like, grenade in the chest. And blows her up. <laughs> oh. And the movie's like, you didn't think we were going to show you the what was left of her body. And but do. we're totally going to do it. They do. It's just legs and gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's great. Uh, then he runs. And then Collins is like following up and gets to legs and gross. And he's like, ooh, fall back. Fall back. Yeah. We're out. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Tiger Chen and Tony Ja and the heiress are, uh, they're going to go steal. They're going to go trying to escape so they can get to the Chinese embassy. Yeah, they right. steal a cop car while a cop is getting a very chill haircut. Yeah, at right. the barbershop, yeah. The barbershop that does uh, hair, beard, and chill. Yeah. And chill. And chill. Right? That means they fuck. Right. Oh, but I wanted to watch Stranger Things season three. You got me over to this apartment under false pretenses. Man, no, I... you watch the you, you do the haircut first, then you fuck. So you finish all of Stranger Things right. and then you fuck. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I gotta tell you, somebody who just binge watched all of Stranger Things season three, if you can watch David Harbor <laughs> in that beautiful Magnum PI Hawaiian shirt and afterwards not want to fuck, you're a piece of shit. Uh, as someone who has seen maybe the first four episodes of that season, holy shit, is, it is the most sequel sequel to ever sequel. But you know what? I'll give it. It is super propulsive and super fun, and like they don't waste any time, and they Steve you Harrington... You like the kids trying to find their friend. You like the kids trying to find their other friend. Well, now the kids have to get out of a secret Russian base. Goddamn right! Sweet. And the whole time, the whole time he's gotta wear a stupid sailor outfit. It's awesome. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it... We have differing opinions on the quality of Stranger Things post-season one. Oh, I didn't even make it through season one. It's fine. Like, it's it's fine. Well, here's my problem with it. And I know that this is just going to disqualify me from watching this outright. Yeah, full of kid actors. Yeah, loaded up with kids That's on that true. TV. That's I don't want any part of that shit. I was rotten with kids. You put them kids back. And, like, its biggest trick was, like, we super feel like the 80s. And it's like, okay. And so the first episode of season three has, like, nine needle drop 80s song moments. Oh, get ready, man. it's just like, there's, Jesus Christ. There's nine in every episode. <laughs> Damn. It's all 80s all the time. This, this, but, this. like, every single one, they, like, cut to a slow motion shot so that you can really, like, get the irony of, like, I remember this song. Oh, nice. They do play Wild Wild West at one point. Mm. Damn right they do. Mm. I do like when my childhood is bottled and resold to me. <laughs> but I like it when they do that with Ecto Cooler because I can actually drink that shit. Yeah, you can't drink TV. <laughs> Not since they canceled Liquid Television. <laughs> oh, man, you're telling me. 
God, put that out. Put out all of Liquid Television on DVD, you cowards. Yeah, I want to get some of the Max. The Head. I want some stick figure theater. Eon Flux. Uh, uh, all those weird fucking interstitials. Oh, man. All those weird interstitials. Liquid Television was rad as hell. Right? Yeah. It was so good. And it, it like... Uh, was the lead-in to Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Which I was forbidden to watch as a child, not because of any of the swears or my parents were worried I was going to do a prank like they do, but because my mom heard that they made fun of Alice Cooper, and she's <laughs> like, not in my house. Oh, man. Wow. Of all the many things <laughs> you could hold against Mike Judge. Yep. <laughs> made one too many wise remarks at the butt end of one Mr. Alice Cooper. Yeah, well... You're obviously your mom was like, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Correct. No, no more Mr. No. D- Mr. Mr. P. Guys, let's just remember how fucking cool Alice Cooper is real quick. He has a radio show Very and cool. it's awesome. He's also a scratch golfer and yeah. he knows the correct pronunciation of Miliwake. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. The good land. Yeah. Fucking Alice Cooper is rad as hell, man. Oh, so yeah. Cool. Always. And the band that bears his name is pretty good, too. Right? Yeah, right? Uh, also, speaking of early 90s MTV, do you remember Alex Winter's show, The Idiot Box? Oh, I do. I do yeah. not. Oh, yeah. Post Bill and Ted. Yeah. He had a deal with, like, because he was, like, a film student. He, like, made his own, like, weird sketch show called nice. The Idiot Box. And a lot of that stuff ended up kind of, like, morphing into the movie Freaked. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Fantastic movie with Keanu Reeves, the dog face boy, uh, and <laughs> yeah. Randy Quaid is a guy who makes circus freaks. Mr. T plays the bearded lady. Uh, uh, Bobcat Goldthwait is the voice of Saki the Sockhead. Nice. <laughs> and it's got uh, 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 Michael Stoyanov, the brother from Blossom, the older brother, who quit to become a comedy writer. He plays one half of like a two-headed monster with a lady. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Fantastic right. film. Right. Good for Alex Winters. Yeah. Now, where the hell were we in this movie? They were escaping to the embassy oh, in a yeah, cop car. Yeah, but then the there's a car. traffic jam. Traffic jam. Because somebody called in a bomb threat to the embassy. And it turns out the people who called in that bomb threat, band of villains. Band of villains. They had no intention of bombing that embassy. Nope. nope. It was all a ruse to cause a traffic jam. So they catch Just up like with- 90% of other bomb threats. So they catch up with uh, the good guys. There's a little bit more chasing and running. Yeah, uh, some driving. Is this the one where Collins throws himself onto the, the car? Yes. The car. yes. <laughs> he throws himself onto the speeding car and attempts to punch his way through the windshield. And he's not like bullfighting it, like he's standing no. straight and then jumps at the right time. He attacks it perpendicularly. Right. Yeah, he and cuts like the latches on. He gives that car a good cross body block <laughs> and then just punches through the windshield. He gives me old Chris Chelios special, yeah, yeah, and then punches his way through the windshield, then falls off the car. Nah, yeah, because uh, then it's gonna wreck. Yeah. So they fuck off to the market, and yeah, they run into the, the raid, out. and the raid has seemingly turned coat to work with Collins. Well, this is where he's about to do it. He's like, you guys get out, and he, like, calls. Yeah. Yeah, and he's basically like, look, I'm infiltrating the Collins game so that I can basically, like, play them from the inside to yeah. keep you guys safe, and, like, Pick my moment for revenge. Now you two crazy kids and your heiress hostage, get the hell out of this market. So they hide in a in a restaurant, uh, a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, up yeah. up in like a, the little like diehard uh, air. Vents. Yeah, up in the air duct vent place. Uh, 
they search the building, can't find him, then everyone leaves. They proceed to get shitty on giant bottles of beer. Well, they seem to know the guy that runs the restaurant because he leaves his phone behind with a message right. written out that's just like, I gotta go, lock up when you're done, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Help yourself to my kitchen full of food. And this is where we find out that Tony Ja. Excellent guac skills. Yeah, yeah, that's right, because he makes them a stir-fried swamp cabbage right. with a rock prawn soup. Yes. yes. Yeah. It and sounds pretty red, yeah. and everybody likes it. It's a big hit. Oh, it's a huge hit. Yeah. I mean, now, is it possible that it's really popular because they're all fucking wasted on giant beers? Maybe, but, I mean, that's kept Taco Bell going for years. That's a valid point. Yeah. As long as your food tastes good for one hour of the day, yeah. that's all right. Yeah, yeah. As long as your I food argue, tastes good while I'm wasted. I would argue doesn't even have to taste all that great. Hot does cheap. It ta- yeah. Is yeah. it warm and does it take up room in my belly? True. Great. You got a sale. Good point. Yeah. Now, the Taco Bell is there for while I'm still drinking. The Denny's is there to fight off the Taco Bell in the morning. Correct. Oh, yes. Yeah, you got you got to get some pancakes to soak up that yeah, Taco that's Bell. That's the poison in the antidote yeah. right there. <laughs> get a moons over my hammy in Ooh-hoo, there. Ooh, buddy. Yeah, then you're feeling great. Oh, for sure. Mm. Big fan of the moons over my hammy. Smelly shits, though. Sure. Days. <laughs> well, the worst thing about Taco Bell is you always know when it's coming out from oh, the smell. Yeah, right. Yep. It smells exactly the same as when it was going in. <laughs> it's the smell and the yep. urgency. <laughs> yeah. There's usually no warning after yeah, Taco no. Bell. It's not a, I think I need to poop now. It's a, I better get to a toilet. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, we're classy, guys. <laughs> yeah, we are. Uh, Prove me wrong, Taco Bell. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Hey, man, I heard their beef is like 70, 75% beef these Here's days. Here's the thing. Their beef is Whoa. so good that they are switching to vegetarian menus at a lot of their locations. <laughs> <laughs> Just swapping it out for beans. Uh, so Which means I finally get to have a Doritos taco. Yeah, you do. And a crunchy gordito wrap. Very excited about this. I get to have all this garbage that you guys have been taking for granted. Oh, boy. I look forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, you're not going to get the same effect. It's the beef that really does it. Oh, Here's boy. the thing that I love about Taco Bell's menu is there's that joke, haha, you can only do so much with a taco, but their actual menu philosophy is they listened to everybody that showed up wasted at their drive through line and said... Can I get a taco that's, like, wrapped inside of a burrito, and then you just fry the whole thing? And they said yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Can I get a taco, but instead you just lay it out flat and it's like a pizza? <laughs> Can you take nachos, but, like, sew them together with, like, an onion, right? And then just fry that whole fucking thing? Yes. And then powder it with some Dorito powder? Yeah, that's a number seven. Mm. My you favorite, want a Pepsi with that? My Fucking favorite $3.99. <laughs> my favorite thing from Taco Bell is the cheesy roll-up. It is just a pile of cheese rolled up in a tortilla. Correct. It's yep. not even a quesadilla. No. It's just melty cheese rolled mm. up. Yeah, it's like when you got home from school and it was the one snack you knew how to make was a slice of cheese, a slice of bologna, and you roll it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but first you gotta fry that bologna up, man. Oh yeah, and you gotta cut the little slits so it doesn't get to be a dome. That's right. <laughs> you don't want that bologna to cup. Nah, you don't want that bologna cup, and then you're not gonna get enough of that sweet bologna Maillard reaction. That's right. <laughs> Do you guys remember? I need when to turn that bologna into sugar. When the when I guess the pepperoni lobby got oh, just an unprecedented amount of power Wait in the mid nineties. There's a pepperoni lobby. So much so that do you guys remember that like that weird pepperoni commercial where it was just like after school looking for a snack, pep it up. Oh That's shit! Because right. yeah. like, you can buy like like pepperoni, just a like bag of sliced pepperoni. Yeah, you can. fuck yeah, you can, Hormel. Like yeah, Hormel pepperoni, and it's literally like they're just like it's like chips, but <laughs> meat for <laughs> meat. Yeah. <laughs> I think that there were a lot of kids wearing sunglasses doing like a blues riff at one uh, point. Yeah, probably. Yeah. That, well, that was everything in the nineties. Yeah, but it was like extreme blues. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't think since the 90s I've seen pepperoni in its proper log form. <laughs> I've only seen it pre-sliced yeah. in handy Ziploc bags true. to hand out to neighborhood kids yeah. when they're skateboarding up and down the street. <laughs> Hit these kids with some uh, You kids know what's really radical? Having a proper intake of protein and fiber. Take this pepperoni slice. Yeah. You'll thank me later. I will. Shut up, old man! Ollie, grind! <laughs> Other skate term! Tony Hawk! God, I follow Tony Hawk on Twitter. He has the best celebrity encounter stories of people being confused by him. <laughs> My favorite is uh, Lady at the Airport asked me, Are you Tony Hawk? I said yes. She said, Why? <laughs> <laughs> Take that, uh, Tony. So, Hawk. meanwhile, in the raid, uh, no wait, that's the, the, raid, the one. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, raid. This is the raid three triple threat. It's actually a tie-in threequel. It is the third Ang Bak movie, the fourth Ang Bak movie, the third raid. No, 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 the fourth one is actually the fifth one. But there's only three so far. This would be the fourth one. No, this yes. is the third one. The it fourth one. Get, the third the one, one is the fourth one. It can't be. It can be. No, and it is. It's not because there's Ong Bak, Thai yes, Warrior. Correct. Then there's Ong Bak Two, right. which is a prequel that takes place a hundred years before Ong Bak. Correct. And then there's the direct Triple sequel. Triple Threat is Ong Bak Three. No, <laughs> yes. Ong Bak Three is a direct sequel to Ong Bak Two, still taking place a hundred years no, before no, 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 this. No, no, no. See, you've made that classic mistake of thinking that the zombie franchise is part of Romero's Dead trilogy, and it's not. It's a separate franchise. This is the third Unbok movie. I I refuse to play this game. I'm so mad. This is also, (laughs) I guess, the sequel to the Tai Chi Man? Man of Tai Chi. The Man of Tai Chi. Yeah. The Keanu Reeves film. I thought it was that Don Quixote movie that that Python kept trying to do. He did do it. And it stars Jonathan Price and Adam Driver, and it's coming out eventually. No. Like, I'm, soon. There's trailers for it let's now. Let's not watch it, though. <laughs> it's very much not an action movie. That's good Also, news. Terry Gilliam, scumbag. And yeah. crazy. Touched a bunch of ladies in an elevator once. Who's surprised? No one. Yeah. Have you seen his movies? Yeah. That guy's weird in the brain. But, like, in that creepy way where it's like, I hope I never run into you at a party. Right. Yeah. Because, like, David Lynch is creepy in the brain. But he seems like a reasonable fellow just in the world. Sure. Sure. Unless you try to tell him uh, to speed something up, in which case he'll get <laughs> very upset at you. 
so the raid, uh, meanwhile, is hanging out with the band of villains, and Devereaux, played by Michael Jai White slash Spawn, he like he just knows that the raid is up yeah, to no he's good. Got, he's it. got a gut that has a brain that has a sixth sense, and yeah. it's telling him that raid is up to something, which is right. Yeah, it's so yeah. true. That guy's gut. He should trust it. But Collins. Collins has taken the raid into his Yeah, group. Collins wants the raid. Yeah. He reminds him of a young him. Yeah. I guess. When he was just a raid junior. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, <laughs> that this whole thing ends up with somehow uh, Tiger Chen and Tony Ja and well, the yeah, They're hanging out drinking beers and then, then t- uh, Tony Ja sends he calls idea. him. He calls Adkins and he's like, hey, yeah, right. the we'll is- give you the girl for 100k, meet us at this bitchin' old hotel. Yeah, because the heiress is basically like, okay, so like we sneak out of here tomorrow, then what's the plan? And they're like, I don't know, we get you to the embassy? And she's like, you idiots, they know that I'm trying to go to the embassy. And they're like, well, we're real drunk, so let's just call him up. Yeah, and let's she's just like, see what he's "Use up me to. as bait, bros. Use me as bait." And they're like, "Ah, oh, yeah, let's do it." Cool. So they they call him up. They set up the meeting. Uh, Collins says, "I, I want to. I want you to get me a bunch of shoes." Yeah, he needs a bunch of shoes. He it's needs a lot of boots. shoes. Yeah. not boots. High tops. You Wing come tips. back with Crocs, you're fucking fired. Nah, you gotta have those too. They're for the basement. You gotta get some moccasins. <laughs> oh yeah, for the for the bedrooms. Yeah, you gotta get some uh, <laughs> some sneakers, Definitely. some cross trainers, oh. uh, maybe some Yeezys. Uh, <laughs> High tops, low tops, no tops, all the rage, and you know Toms for the kids. Yeah. Uh, Some of them is, and ones without the laces. <laughs> yeah. This is where Spawn clarifies and says, Some shooters. Yes. Guys that we hire to shoot people. Yeah. I'm on it. Yeah, Scott Adkins gets all shitty. He's like, Yeah, guys, ugly motherfuckers that shoot guns. And and Michael Jai White speaks for the whole audience. He's like, I just didn't realize what you said. <laughs> yeah, you've been uh statheming your way through this yeah. whole movie where you just grumble incoherent British slang. Occasionally, I hear the word prick pumpered into yeah. your sentence. Yeah, but yeah, Scott, I, that is it. Yeah, Scott Atkins clearly did not go to a uh, elocu- elocution school. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, he yeah. he's not gone through the the rain and spade falls mainly on the plane yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. no uh, kindly old British gentleman has tried to teach him the ways of high society. In any case, now they're all going to the meeting and they've loaded up this old hotel with shoes. Uh, meanwhile, Tony Ja, Tiger Chen, and the heiress go to some guy who owes Tony Ja a favor. Like, yeah. Like, this is where it gets real John Wick. Yeah. Where it's like, clearly the first John Wick movie came out and they're like, oh, shit, guys, we need a scene where you're talking about tokens and, and markers. markers. Yeah. So Tony Ja goes to cash in his marker with this other crime boss. And it, yeah, a little bit of here and there, but we get a whole bunch of guns. I, I, I will say this. This is like, this could have been the prime... Moment for a sweet clickety clackety like gun yeah, montage. Yeah, I was yeah. getting real excited for it, and it really isn't. They no, just kind of look not. at a few guns, yeah. and then the next thing you see is they just like dump a wheelbarrow full of guns into a small boat. Well, yep, you know how you're, you're not supposed to do grocery shopping when you're hungry because you're just yeah. gonna overbuy and you're just gonna grab whatever's closest to you. You never gun shop when you're bloodthirsty because you're just gonna grab the first gun that you think might get the job done, and you're not really gonna shop around for the bargains and deals. Yeah, the only one who shows a discerning eye for their weapon is the heiress yeah. who was originally handed a tiny little baby gun and she's like do you have yeah, something a little the, more substantial yeah, and the guy's like noisy cricket from the men in black yeah, movies right, right but then yeah. he hands her like a Beretta or something yeah, like that or Desert Eagle gun. 
so then they get in their tiny little like speed canoe uh, and off fuck off down the river. Yeah. So they show up at this hotel. Uh, it is very clearly patterned after the Amityville Horror House. Correct. Right yeah. down to the fucking aluminum siding, I guess. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's also located uh, uh, right off the bayou from Gator. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was waiting for a fan boat to pop by. I had yeah. no idea that Gator was filmed in Malaysia. <laughs> yeah, tax credits, yeah. baby. Or was this Malaysia actually just Georgia? Which was it, guys? <laughs> <laughs> tax credits, baby. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, this thus begins the final confrontation of the film. Uh, Tony John does some silence takedowns of all yeah, the shoes. Yeah, he wanders around and murders all the shoes while, uh, while Tiger Chen and the heiress just chatted up with Scott Adkins briefly. Yeah, uh, and then Tony John ruins it all by out, like, taking the suppressor off his gun and fully murdering two guys across the room, and then the real fight begins. Yeah. Yeah, this is where the triple threat pretty much splits up to each take on their own mini-boss. Yeah, yes. well, there, there's there's double triple threats at this point, because you've got our three good guys, and you now, after Tony Jaa killed all the shoes, uh, you've you got, got the three, three bad, bad guys. guys. Right, so... Uh, Tony Jaa been... goes after Collins... Right, uh, Jaw after Collins. Uh, Raid goes after Michael De- or Michael Jai White, yeah. Devereaux, and then Michael Bispin, I believe is that yeah. actor's name, ends up fighting Tiger Chin. Yeah. So uh, Michael Jai White and and the Raid it go at it. Should be pointed out. I, I think should be pointed out that the bad guys in this movie are at least a foot taller and at least a hundred pounds of solid muscle more than all of the good guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They're all giant. These are three huge dudes. Yeah. Like Michael. Jai White's chest looks like that shitty Rob Liefeld Captain America where his body is a like isosceles triangle. Yeah, yeah the hero's reborn. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, that's what he looks like in life. Yeah. Uh, so he fights the raid and they have a pretty great awesome fight. Uh, uh, Tiger Chin dispatches with his goon or so we think. But with a cinder block to, to the, the face. Head. Yeah, yeah, it's a great fight. At one point, he get he gets run up a chain link fence and just drops both of his knees onto Biscuit. Yeah. Like it's just a really good fight. It's all the fights. Oh yeah, are really yeah great. they are really great. Yeah. Um, but uh, Spawn has the upper hand on uh, the raid. Yeah, and he's about to knock him out. Come to his Aid. rescue. I was trying not to make the obvious rhyme. You gotta yeah, go for it, man. But no, Tiger Chen, Tiger Chen comes in, and then they have like kind of like a double fight. A little yeah. bit. And like every now and then, it, the movie cuts to somebody getting dropped on a table that shatters. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of tables. It's a desks. lot of Attitude Era WWE yeah. foreign objects DQs going on in here. Yeah. You can just hear Jim Ross going, Bah! He killed him! He has a family! <laughs> Fun fact, uh, all of those chair shots gave massive concussions to the recipients. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Terrible brain damage. There's a reason they had an attitude back then, John. <laughs> right, right. It wasn't because Stone Cold was tired of all your corporate bullshit. No. No, it's because they were suffering from severe head trauma. Yeah. I mean, that explains Kane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, now, uh, watch AW, uh, AEW. It fucking rules. 
That's the all elite wrestling all elite, by right? Kenny yeah. Omega. Yeah. Holy shit, you guys! It's so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the 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 raid and Tiger Chen fight Michael Jai White. He beats up Tiger Chen yeah, real he, fast. Throws, he him throws him down a him, flight of yeah, stairs. He throws him through a banister down a flight of stairs. Uh, and then <laughs> the raid promptly kicks him onto one of the broken banister like. Like not the railing, but the like supports. Yeah, strut a strut that has the railings off of it, so it's just a fucking spike, and he fucking Dracula's him. Yeah, oh, it's good. Punctures him right through the chest. Oh. It's pretty satisfying. Then the raid leaves behind the unconscious Tiger Chen to go fight. To go help Tony Jaa fight yeah, Scott fight Atkins. Collins. Yeah. Yeah. So Scott Atkins and Tony Jaa are having their fight. And again, this is a great fight. Another great fight. And Scott Atkins, like, this dude is like Mr. Direct-to-video martial artist. Yeah. And he is a gigantic human being who is scary fast. Yeah. And scary athletic. It does look like they sped up some of his like longer kick sequences, but otherwise he is fucking moving. Yeah, and the fact that he's even doing the motions, even if it's he may have been doing them slower than it's it's been filmed. Yeah, and Tony Giant, crazy. And Tony Giant, no scrub. Right, and they're going blow for blow. I mean, they're having a great fight. Yeah, Uh, the raid comes to help out, and then they form a double threat of the triple threat. And they start fighting him a little Collins bit. Collins fucking takes both of them out by kicking them both through a wall. Yeah, yeah uh, through like a, a like an old abandoned like fireplace. Yeah, yeah. Like Tony Jaa goes through a stone wall. fireplace, and then the raid gets thrown off the balcony. Yeah. So uh, Collins is got the heiress in his sights. Heiress picks up her gun, and he's like, "No, slide it over here." And she's like, "Well, okay," which is insane because he's gonna kill you no matter what. Yeah, Just true. shoot him. Uh, but, but anyway, just before he can shoot she her. Get, well, no, he does shoot her, but who should take that bullet? Tiger, Tiger Chen. That's right. Tiger Chen has showed up. He takes the bullet, saves her life. And it was the last bullet in Colin's chamber. And, and he, he is gets... He, so are you mad. fucking kidding me? He macros it. Yeah, he definitely does. He starts yelling at the line <laughs> judge. Starts breaking his rackets. <laughs> Yeah. No! Come on! Come on! <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, so then Tony Josh shows up, and he's like, all right, talk, talk, talk. Let's fight for real this time. You beat me. He's like, you beat me twice. You left me for dead twice. You won't do it again. Right. So they start going at it some more, and uh, it's a uh, this is like a super brutal fight. Right. Uh, Tony Jaa now, it's all knees and elbows, and it is Super brutal. And then Scott Atkins pulls a knife, and it's all yep. knife, knees, and elbows. Ooh. Ooh. So Tony Jaa grabs the blade of the knife. Oh, yeah. Gets it away from him and stabs him in his heart. His one weakness. And getting then, stabbed in the heart. But he's not even weakened, because Tony Jaa has to pull another knife and stab him in the lung. Yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> shove both his knees in his face. Yeah, and then he's got to drive him with knee power. <clears throat> It's and then awesome. he seems to be making up for lost time about a runner that had not been in the rest of the movie because he then says, talk, talk, you're not talking now. Can you believe this guy? Talk, talk, talk. <laughs> <laughs> like three fucking times in a row. Like yeah. this is, No, this has not been a thing movie. No. Nope. Yeah. Was there a deleted runner that we just didn't get? Maybe. Uh, so Tiger Chen, The Raid, 
and Tony Jaw have saved the day. Uh, and they, they pick the lady up and they go out. There's well, a, no, uh, but then the Michael Bisping that's right. gets up yeah. and he's all like, he's, he's just about to shoot Tony Jaw in the back. He, he pulls a German guy from the end of Die Hard. Right, only to get the heiress going for the old Reginald Bell Johnson and blowing him away. Yeah. Her arc is that she finally learned to kill. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it turns out that the raid had called the police. Yep. Or yeah. called the Chinese embassy to tell them what was going on to send the police, which seems like a lot of wasted effort. You could have just called the police. Yes. Well, I mean, if I were the raid, I would want to probably deal with Scott Adkins and not call the police since Scott Adkins is already like 40 to nothing against the police. That's true. <laughs> but the embassy is just going to send Police. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we need, like, a ride home through the traffic, not more police to just get wantonly murdered by Scott Atkins. Sure, yeah. yeah he's You're calling the embassy for, like, an Uber in this case. <laughs> <laughs> we need an Uber with sirens. Uh, so they, uh, they, they save the day. Uh, they have a little goofy, like, like, oh, you got me on good work. <laughs> well, because, uh, yeah, Tiger is just like, oh, I had to take a bullet. You could have maybe called the police before I took a bullet. And he's like, hey, idiot, I, the raid, also took a bullet, which means, hey, Ungbok the Thai warrior, you got to take a bullet <laughs> next time. <laughs> uh, then they say, then T- Tony Ja says, by movie. <laughs> then the credits roll, they stop to show our triple threat walk toward the camera for about four seconds. In an alleyway covered with smoke. Yeah. And you think, oh shit, they're gonna give us like a fucking action sequence <laughs> over the credits of the triple threat finally fighting together. But nah. then it just cuts back to the rest of the credits and that's the end. And that's Great. it. Yeah. And that is the end of Triple Threat. And we'll be right back with bullet points. <laughs> And our very first bullet point is body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of Triple Threat is? 47. Damn. Ooh, Patrick, what do you think the body count of Triple Threat is? It's totally going to go 47. Uh, We'll go 54. All right, playing by Price's Right Rules. John, you're the winner. Hey! Was it 47? It was 52. You went two over. (laughs) Fucking price is right. Here's what I did. I mind flayed you. I stole your 47 and I implanted 54. Goddamn men talk. (laughs) The mind taker. Uh, so yeah, the healthy body count. Healthy body. Most of those are just cops. Yeah, villages and cops. Villages and cops. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That's gonna take us to our next bullet point: best kill. Mark, best kill. You son of a bitch. I gotta take Lady getting blown up with her own grenade launcher. Because it leaves her literally a Troma Studios-esque husk (laughs) of a thing. They literally blew up a balloon version of a person on screen. And then left behind the plastic from that dummy. It's fantastic. They blow a person up point blank with a grenade launcher. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty rad. <laughs> as far as those things go. Patrick, cool. best kill. I'm going to go two knives driven with knees into Scott Adkins at the end of the movie. The big boss kill. It's just two knives in the chest, and that's just not enough. Cathartic. John, best kill. Uh, that cop that caught that shotgun. Oh, boy, yep. did he catch it right in the soul. <laughs> 
he got um, he got shotgunned into the shadow realm. Because here's the thing, you know that they're gonna have reports on the casualties of that mass shooting, and they're just gonna say, you know, X number of cops shot, one cop got hit by a shotgun. Yeah. A shotgun thrown like a spear. Yeah. <laughs> he was javelined by a shotgun. It's Gunned, like, was it, uh, which fucking Halloween movie was it where, was it Ice-T that shoved the shotgun through? Uh, Buster like, Rhymes? Buster Rhymes, that's what it was, yeah. I think that's H2O. Or no, it's Resurrection. That's Resurrection, I think. Yeah. That's the one where they go to, like, film the, like, they're like Blitter Witchy documentary I've movie. Never, I've yeah. only ever seen the clip isolated of him spearing Mike Myers with the shotgun and then cocking the shotgun and shooting. Nice. Sounds about right. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point War Crimes. War Crimes. Oh, hey, we forgot to mention real quick uh, after they had the yuck em ups about everyone getting shot, they were like, Hey, what about the main bad guy that was in charge of Collins this whole time that we saw in a hotel room a couple of times? She got arrested. Vaguely whispering into a phone? Yeah. She got arrested and extradited to Singapore. Unceremoniously. Yep. What her plan was, who she was, what any of that was all about. Who knows? Story for another time, my friend. And I feel like that was supposed to be like a big cameo. Because right? we didn't like see her face until like the very end. Like yeah. it was supposed to be like a crazy reveal. But I know who that was. Yeah. Correct. Well, maybe she's like famous in China. Yeah, that might be. Maybe you're famous true. in China. Idiot. I am not famous in China. But it's China. possible yeah. that she's been in a bunch of Well Go America pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or some Kung Fu Man pictures. Yeah, who knows? True. Those Both are just those are production companies. Two of the 30 movie. production companies responsible. Make for this movie, movie yeah. Uh, so, Patrick, war crimes. Tell us some war crimes in Triple Threat. Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, finding a bunch of hostages and blowing them all up. That I feel like just cut them loose. Like, whenever I'm going into places that have prisoners in Skyrim that I don't necessarily like, I still cut them loose. You never know. I'll just have to kill them later if they no. do something bad again. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I pulled that shit with Final Fantasy V where you go into that one castle that has a dungeon and the one guy's like, I'm a famous pickpocket. I got locked up. Maybe you set me free. And you're like, yeah, you're a named character. I think he's called the Jackal or something. I'm going to set you free because you're going to come back later. And then you forget about him and you're in another castle and you're finding all these treasures and you open up one treasure chest and that was real hard to get to and you're like, fuck yeah, this is going to be great. You know what it is? It's a note from the jackal saying, I stole this treasure. Ha <laughs> Oh, slick jackal, slick jackal. Leave the, pr- their prisoners are in jail for a reason. It's me, John, I love the cops, Rooney Taylor. Now, listen, listen, listen. I prefer my good guys to be no better than chaos neutral. <laughs> uh, John, war crimes. Uh, I'm going to say the MI6 having a secret black site on Burmese territory is yeah. probably not great. Like, <laughs> I don't super know the relationship between Burma and the UK. Like, I don't know if it's like a Hong Kong thing where they like had it for a while and then gave it back. But it, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to have black sites on it for your spy interrogation. Yeah, and your cages full of hostages, Britain. Right? Get your shit together, Britain. Seriously, Fucking Britain. idiots. Please don't put Boris Johnson in charge of your country. It's just going to make everything so much worse. But he was inspired by the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? 
I mean, I know that we're not ones to talk in our country of continual dumpster fire of a presidency, but look, you guys, look. Take a mulligan on the Brexit vote and just never speak of it again. They're just on the slow road to going back to being England, which I'm all about. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so jazzed for, like, liberated Scotland and the unification of Ireland and Canada finally getting its act together and quitting bowing to that queen. Well, they did take the queen off their money, and she is no. her portrait is no longer in schools. Right, and if you're not going to get all that sweet, sweet EU trade deals with English crap, what's the point? Get rid of Eng- or Britain. Let's go back to England. And they'll have to go back to waving that dumb St. George's cross. <laughs> ah, no Union a, Jack for you. Just a red X, you fucking I know, morons. right? Everything that's good about you it comes idiots. from the St. Andrew's cross. <laughs> oh, England. Man. How I look forward to you. I do like the closest thing to a Northern Irish flag is just a bloody hand. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. That's real cool. Uh, Mark, war crimes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, walking around in a heavily trafficked pedestrian area with a the biggest grenade launcher yeah. ever sure. and only yeah. firing it point blank. Oh, yeah. I feel like that's got to be a war crime. you got to at least... Put a little bit of distance between you and the people you are shooting. Sure, like you can't use anti-aircraft guns on, like, infantry units. Right, that's, that's just not crime, fair. Right? Yeah, yeah. maybe. Uh, so that's going to take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Triple Threat an action movie? Yeah, absolutely. I. It is, in fact, I wish it were... Less of a movie and more of an action because the movie parts of it are incomprehensible. Yeah. Patrick, is Triple Threat an action movie? That was I was going to say. It's mostly an action. The movie is real questionable. There's some folks wandering around. <laughs> I'm not sure what they're all doing or why they're there. Ooh, but ooh. the action is fucking awesome. Once there was a boat. Yeah. There were two boats, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Good boats. Mark, is this an action movie? Absolutely. And I agree with you guys. The action, A+. The movie, F-. <laughs> There's a lot of talking and a lot of people not looking at the camera that, again, I think show up and they're supposed to be big cameos. I'm pretty sure the guy who gives them the guns that Tony Jaa has the marker with is... Uh, the guy talking on the phone. There's a guy right? talking on the phone earlier, and it's supposed to be a big deal when we see his face, but I don't know who he is, and maybe that's my fault, and I understand that, yeah. but at the same time, like, give him something interesting to say. Yeah, well, it just, again, the the movie seems to accidentally make it seem like there's a web of double crosses when there aren't any double crosses. Yeah, a lot of that Everybody's stuff going perfectly anyway. on yeah. the level. Everyone's doing exactly what they say they're going to do. Well, and like, nobody has... We'll, we'll, we'll get into this here. Uh, final reviews of Triple Threat. John? Uh, I give it one and a half threats. Patrick? I'll give it a solid two threats. Mark? I'm going to give it two and a half threats. The threats were so good that they overrid the part that the only people's names I know for sure in the movie are Devereaux and Collins, the two bad guys. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tony Ja is Payu. 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 And yeah. he only got his name because he killed a bunch of people? Yeah, he's the Tempest. 
But that's it. Yeah. There's literally 30 other people in this movie with yeah. lines who, if I know their names at all, it's because I looked at the Wikipedia page. There, there's a great part in this movie where at the very end, uh, the bodyguard tells the heiress, yeah, Jocka called the cops, and all three of us in this room were like, who the fuck is Jocka? And, and it, it was turns the Raid. Out it, was, it was Tony Ja. No, no, it was no, the Raid. The Raid, you're right. Yeah. That's right. Tony Ja is... Paiyu. It's Paiyu. And then... Tiger Chin theoretically has a name. Yeah, sure. I think it's Long Fei. Yeah, something and again, like that. I only they know that from like looking once or twice in the beginning. at the Wikipedia page. Yeah. Uh, but again, the fighting, top quality. Fucking incredible. Big recommend. It's yeah, on Netflix. Stuff. Check it out. Uh, just drink some bourbon during the non-fighting parts. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's great. Uh, so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. And I'm, no threat at all, Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick, Legacy of Lies, Bromley, John, Intergalactic Adventures of Max Cloud, Rooney-Taylor, and Mark, Avengement Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.